Hello and welcome to Lansdowne Roar, your Irish football news and nostalgia where you, the fans, get to have your say. Nick here, joined by a very special guest. But before we get into today's show, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast or on YouTube if you're watching this back. Also, check out our social media channels, which are linked in our bio wherever you are listening or watching. So to launch into today's show, it's another year and another kick on. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Behan. Paul, how are you doing with your lovely grassy background behind you? Yes, the grass is always greener. Hi, Nick. How's it going? How are you? Thanks for having well, me. Fantastic to have you back, Paul. Fantastic to have you back. It's um, it's it's kind of scary to to kind of realize that this is the the third kick on. Time is flying by. Um, a new obviously we're going to talk about the event a little bit later, but a new year and a new venue, which which we are going to get into. But I think most importantly, Paul, because you are a football man as well as a Jersey man, um. What do you make of all this managerial stuff at the moment? Because it's the only thing on, on people's lips, apart from KitCon at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of keeping KitCon down the uh, pecking order in the news. Uh, so I'm not happy about uh, on that front. Um, I don't know. I wonder, is it like going to be a masterstroke? And the FAI have finally got their uh, house in order and there's going to be a, a surprise um, announcement and it's been kept under wraps. Doesn't seem to be any leaks. Uh, the betting market seems to be uh, all over the place and then suspended. Uh, there seems to be contenders from left field come, then declare non-interest. And it's uh, turning into quite the saga, really, isn't it? It's it's just it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. It's frustrating. I I remember when Trapattoni got appointed, and I think a lot of people forget how long that took. Now it wasn't as dragged out. I think it was always a two horse race, wasn't it? it? Was between him and um and Terry Venables, God rest his soul. And I think Steve Staunton maybe left around the November, and I think it was. Do you know how I remember this? I was on my midterm break in transition year, Paul, and um I was on a I was on a school trip, and my mom my mom actually texted me saying, "Oh, Italian manager um, can't pronounce his name. Uh, he, he's gotten the job." But but I remember that took a long, long time. So yeah, kind of similar. Have you been ruled out of the job yet, Paul? Because they're they're kind of going through the Irish public one by one. I haven't uh, had an official approach anyway. Okay. Shady character uh, hovering when I was playing five aside last week, and I don't know if he was one of the the FAI spies, but. Uh, my coaching level only extends to um, the local under thirteen. So um, yeah, so no. you're over. You're overqualified already, Paul. Over that's that's the issue. Yeah, that, that, that's the yeah. issue. We, there there was a rumor that Martin had been approached because uh, he's he's actually got experience coaching over in England. So apparently that kind of that kind of counts for something. Um, <laughs> and I won't go into too much, but but uh, um, now sadly not a vendor anymore, but someone who 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 I think was due to be a vendor at KickOn. Uh, there was a very cryptic tweet. Um, that they might have had a little bit of inside information. Oh, I saw uh, that. Are we yes. allowed to talk about that? Because that tweet was subsequently very quickly withdrawn. So I don't know if that someone said, please take that tweet down, or he realized the folly of his uh, musings. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think it's... Um, perpetuate that? I, I think because, I think because we're being very cryptic, we might as well uh, drop a few hints. So um, a very, very uh, prominent person on the the kit scene very prominent kits there but uh a certain assistant manager of a departing premier league manager was was linked with the job 
So, um, look, some people will put two and two together. Some people will say, what the fuck is he talking about? So I, I, I think we've done all right there, Paul. I, th- I think we'll, we'll, we'll play I a bit of Cluedo. If, if it is that and it's confirmed, I'd be very excited about that appointment. I think that's progressive. I think it's innovative. I think it's, um, you know, someone who has the right man management and the right kind of modern sort of approach to the game. And, uh, yeah, I'd be excited about it. And often a lot of the names that were floated about, I wasn't so excited about. It seems to be going old school. Uh, there is one old school name that I possibly would be swayed with. Uh, and I think uh, Roy Hodgson could possibly be. Ooh. Uh, we're talking about now. Uh, he's been let go from Crystal Palace. Um, has unbelievable international experience with everything from japan finland uh um, well he nearly managed ireland paul he he well, he, he interviewed he interviewed yeah, when, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. before yeah but obviously that's uh, at a different stage of his career but um yeah i don't i i think with the level of international experience and the different types of organizations and size he's worked with he, he's definitely worked Consider and definitely worth talking to. I'd be more excited about him than um, than uh, the likes of Neil Lennon or um, uh, anyone else who's kind of in the mix there at the moment. I don't know what the Lee Carsley situation is. He seems to be quite yeah. professional. Uh, they seem to be keeping their cards close to their chest, and um, maybe there could be developments in there. But certainly, uh, I, th- I think that could be potentially good. But I think Roy Hodgson probably would have more in his arsenal than than even Lee Carsley, you know. Um, and he doesn't strike apart, me. Apart, apart from good health. Managers and you're writing them off, you know, because of their age. Uh, I've always kind of had a soft spot for Roy Hodgson. And I thought at a couple of junctures when we were talking to him, I thought he could have been a very interesting um, appointment. He did great things with the likes of Switzerland and... Yeah. Uh, Finland as well. I think he, he nearly got them to a Euros or a World Cup or something like that, you know. And Fulham, you got Fulham to a to a was it? Yeah, you got Fulham to a European Cup final, didn't you? A Europa League final. Inter Toto was it or? Um, oh, it could have it could have been the good old days, the good old days of the Inter Toto. The but, um, yes, yes, it's, fun, it's, it's, it's right up there with the Zenith Data Systems Cup. Oh yeah. Jesus! Or the Icelandic Triangular, the the, the big one, the big one. Hey, well, don't um, knock it. It's our uh, <laughs> one one of our few pieces of silverware. Yeah, I always think we should have stars in our badge because of that, Paul. I but, think um, so. yeah. up as well. Like, uh, don't yeah, don't knock it. Don't yeah, knock well, it. we 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 more triangular, uh, or sorry, Icelandic triangular tournaments than England do, so we we have to claim that. I'm more than Lionel Messi as well, so I mean, we have to we have to cling on to what we have, Paul. But no, Hodge is a funny one. Of, uh, special commemorative uh, shirt, uh, maybe released to to celebrate that Icelandic tournament as well, maybe. Yeah, that'd be a bit cold, though, Paul. Too early in the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hodge, Hodge can be a funny one. We 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 something up on our socials a couple of a couple of days ago, and Jesus, the abuse that uh that was hurled at, at the Lands End Roar pages was uh was fantastic because uh, we 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 kind of bask in that. But um, yeah, my my concern would be is he well enough? But yeah, I mean, very hard to look past Lee Carsley if they can get him. But yeah, some unusual names. But the but the one that was leaked. The one that was leaked apparently uh, as a as a potential was was an interesting one. I mean, Pep is a good guy, not that Pep. I think there's, but I but I think there's a whole raft of uh, you know 
up and coming young managers all over the world that we uh, maybe we need to cast our, our net a little bit wider you know i don't think we necessarily have to be uh sometimes i think the focus is very narrow and very um you know paro not parochial but maybe on the on the british Isle, islands like you know we're, we're kind of sometimes we look only only to there but surely there's uh you know progressive young coaches in in, in in different areas all over the world. This should be an extensive process. I'd be happy with a caretaker manager for the meantime, if it means we're going to get the right one in. Um, it's really important, I think, really, really important for the whole industry and the whole infrastructure of football in the country that this is the right appointment this time. And people are very, very tetchy, you know. Uh, we were complete, it was almost civil war with the Kenny in, Kenny out. Um, thing and you know i i was definitely kenny in i thought he you know he did great stuff unfortunately he 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 couldn't back it up and um yeah understandably he had to go but uh it's a really important development i think the next one and it's worth doing it right we're at an interesting juncture you know what I mean? The development plan was released as well yesterday and, and you'd imagine that the FAI want that to tie into this appointment. So, that, so that's why they want to get it right. I know you mentioned Roy Hodgson as a uh, obscure one, Paul, but who would your pick be? Who would my pick be? Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Anthony Barry. Or yeah. uh, if, if that was kind of realistic, uh, if uh, we can get some uh, benefactor, uh, I'd like to see uh, Mourinho. Obviously, he'd be my <laughs> one. Uh, he, you know, uh, has he even been approached? Is someone just automatically uh, discounting him because they think he's going to be too expensive? Maybe we could tap into his ego. I don't know. Uh, that's that'd be the box office uh one for me um i'd love to see tuchel if he's gone now at the end of the season if we can get him again i don't know where we're going to get the money from um we'll give big dennis a call and and he might help us out again you know what why, why if we get dennis o'brien involved we could have tuchel and Mourinho as assistant yeah Sim simple as that and, and throw anthony barry in as well just for the crack why not full yeah it's a full squad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. There you go. There, there, there's a backroom team and a half. Never mind the FAIs. So, look, Paul. The real reason we have you on today, um, and and it's great to have you on again, third year in a row, which is kind of scary. Shows how quickly time is flying. Is KickOn. So we had you on the last two years. KickOn 2022 in Dundalk. KickOn 2023 in the airport. Even though I went to the wrong hotel, and um, <laughs> KickOn 2024. Tell us where that is, Paul. A very, very special venue this year. Yeah, this year we've managed to secure the premier venue in the whole country. It's the National Convention Centre on Spencer Jock, a smack bang in the centre of Dublin City. Huge venue, uh, and it's going to be the best by far. Bigger and better. Every year we're growing a little bit more, a little bit more, and there's no better venue for this kind of thing in the whole country. So super excited about that. I mean, the last couple of years, it's been very, very special. I mean, Dundalk, it was a smaller venue, but nice and intimate. You know, some great some great speakers on the night or on the day, rather. It was I, I think I stayed the whole day. I actually couldn't I couldn't leave. I was just so fascinated. Some, some of the collections were unbelievable. And then I bought a couple of jerseys as well. Had my Venezia jersey and I won. Can you recognize this, Paul? I won this Almarante, on the day. Um, uh, Guillermo Brown, Almarante Brown from Argentina, I would imagine. Just That's by the one. The shoulders, I can tell. Usually yeah. Just... And then the... Give us, is that enough? Uh, Give us a look. Yeah, yeah, there we go. 
Yes, I love it. Uh, I used to work in uh, Foxford in Mayo, uh, where he's actually from. So uh, I had known a little bit about him. It's funny, he's not uh, better well known um, in, in Ireland, but he's uh, a massive, massive uh, historical figure in Argentina. And there's a number of different clubs named after him. Um, he was the founder of the Argentinian Navy and every city would have a street named after him. And he's quite quite the nationalist hero over there. And uh, yeah, that is uh, a club named after him. And that is him positioned on the front. So yes, I know that shirt well. And it looks great on you. Thank you very much. I mean, I was about five stone lighter when I won it. Um, it's like a sports bra on me now, but look, it's good thing that uh, good thing that we're not recording my full body. I do have trousers on, by the way, Paul. Uh, just, to, ju 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 just in case you're concerned. Uh, just in case as content on your OF uh, Lansdowne. Yeah, Roar. yeah, yeah. Only roars, only <laughs> roars. We 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 leave Dave to that one. Uh, that's kind of more his thing, you know, with, with with his rabbit. But anyway, we we won't go there. This is uh, this is before nine o'clock, so um. You know, we'll, we'll 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 leave that to Dave. We'll leave that to Dave. That's his expertise. But I mean, as, as I said, Dundalk was special. Um, last year the in the car it was Carlton Airport, wasn't it? Because yeah. I got the wrong yeah, because I I went to the wrong hotel. But I, I had a great time. I, I was actually um actually had a stand there uh, representing uh, the green. Obviously, we're Lansdowne Roar now, but representing the Green Machine. And um, huge thank you to to Adam, who is our sound guy, and uh, Danielle, who is my fiance. <laughs> who was selling stuff on the day so um it was it, it was great crack met some great people um and we, we we'd had little deals with with a few um kit companies you know throughout the years as a podcast you know we, we'd had little kind of partnership deals and discounts and stuff so um so luke from uh, kit launch cork uh, it was great to meet him because we, we'd done a bit of business with luke but we never actually met him before so it was fantastic to meet him and um you know it was it was just a really really nice day a great atmosphere and, and great for football people and also kisters so um just explain how much it has grown in the last couple of years paul because it just seemed to expand last year yeah well we had it was almost uh double uh in size this year now it looks like it's gonna double again now this year again so yeah exponential growth um there is over a thousand tickets sold already and Normally, it's in the last week or on the day that the majority of them are sold. Uh, so uh, I, I can only imagine where we're going to go. Um, this year, we're running it in conjunction with the Dublin Card Show. And uh, that's bringing a whole host of you know new uh, potential sort of uh, people into the kit space. And also, it's going to give uh, the kits there's an opportunity to, to maybe explore a little bit more about the card space as well. Um, we have uh, Tops who have kindly uh, come come on board as sponsor and uh, the soccer card united guys have um helped to kind of launch the inaugural dublin card show they've been going around to card shows all around the world uh over the last number of years and they decided now was the time to um have one in dublin so there's people card uh enthusiasts coming from uh, america canada and all over europe as well and um yeah, we had the opportunity to to tie in with them, and um, it was too good an opportunity not to take. And uh, we are opening up, open a broader, I, I suppose, a broader focus this year. It was very narrow kind of football focus uh, the first two years. This year, we are going to have um, GA, rugby, cycling, 
bit of Formula One, bit of basketball. Uh, we have a sneakers guy coming. We have a bucket hats guy coming. We have pins. We have programs. We have badges. Uh, uh, as well as all the the staples and the football uh, guys, and we have um, all the cards and all the collectibles as well. So whatever you're into whatever you collect or whatever the crossover is if you're uh, any sort of a sports uh, and memorabilia or kit enthusiast uh, there's going to be something for you there this year and i think the great thing about it as well paul it's almost like a, a walking talking football museum or a sports museum obviously it's expanded a bit so talk us through some of the collections that will be on show on saturday well wow where to start i don't <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, firstly, um, there is we have unearthed uh, an absolute gem this year, and this is um, unfortunately it was a little bit late in the day, um, but there is a person in this country who has a match worn World Cup shirt from every World Cup since 1974. Match worn from the World Cup from every World Cup since 1974, plus one from the 1950s. Every single official World Cup uh, poster since 1930. Um, now, we are we were trying to move heaven and earth uh, to try and uh, organise that full installation. Possibly, well, no, it, it, it's not going to happen this year, but we are going to have a slice and a selection of it as well. And uh, these, these shirts are, you know, each and every single one of them would would have a little museum exhibit all of its own you know and yeah. um, the one from 1974 is a swedish player his name eludes me at the moment but it was in the game that cruyff it was uh sweden versus holland and johan cruyff did the cruyff turn for the very first right okay he has ones from like el salvador honduras morocco you know all these different uh uh nations um that have competed in the world cup so over the last few years so um Super excited about seeing that. Even if it's just a small slice of that, uh, each of those pieces are going to be really, really uh, cool. Um, our good friends over at the Irish uh, Sports Museum have broadened out their um, collection uh, after a bit of badgering because the rugby is on the same day. They're going to bring <laughs> Brian O'Driscoll's match-worn shirt against the All Blacks, Katie Taylor's world title uh, fight uh, shorts, um, a Formula One jumps. I think it's Rubens Barrichello Ferrari um, jumpsuit. Uh, the singlets from the two Irish guys that have played in the NBA. Uh, Stephen Roach's 1987 cycling um, yellow jersey. Um, the Kerry uh, Adidas infamous shirt from uh, the semi final in 1998. And a whole host of other things. Aside from all the football bits they're bringing. Yeah. You know, just really, really, really um, iconic uh, pieces from Irish sporting history, you know, um, focused mainly on the on 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 sports that we um, that we love, you know, so dearly. Apart from soccer, and uh, that installation alone, again, you know, would be worthy of its own exhibition, you know. Um, so fantastic pieces to see there. And then we have loads of guys uh, coming a, a Cork City collection that is, you know. Every single cool '90s Guinness uh, Adidas Cork jersey that you've only ever seen, probably on the uh, on on the phone. You get to see them all in their glory. Uh, yeah. 
a shells collection that's um, going back. Uh, on. No, no uh, interest in that, Paul. We've no interest in that here. But look, beautiful, beautiful shells collection going <laughs> on for the past fifty years. Uh, we have a bows collection that's uh, that's going better, nearly seventy years. Um, some bows pieces from the fifties and sixties. You know, uh, just amazing, amazing, amazing stuff. We have uh, Dundalk and Liverpool. Um, match worn collection from um jack snack uh, derek pepper and he has some of the coolest shirts like, like kenny daglish match worn fa cup final shirt from 1977 you know just whatever you know <laughs> and uh all his dundalk collection as well yeah stretches back i think uh nearly 40 50 years as well um match worn ireland kits and competitive uh ones uh against ireland as well and um a whole host, a whole host, no matter who you support, no matter what club you're into, uh, whether it's 90s, whether it's modern, whether it's old, old school, um, it's going to be a feast, a feast for the senses, uh, whether you're into the kits or whether you're just, you know, observing them from a from a fan point of view, it's going to be a really cool installation and well worth checking out. I think a big part of it, Paul, is the, the nostalgia factor. So, I mean, you, you mentioned all the different kinds of sports there, and, and obviously there's very impressive collections, but it's even just uh, seeing a lot of these jerseys up close. It's jerseys that you would have seen on TV, as you mentioned, that you would have seen the phone, and then all of a sudden they're, they're there in front of you. And I remember um, I was looking at, I, I've collected a lot of the 2002 World Cup jerseys, and a huge amount of the Ireland kind of gear, like the training gear and the socks. I don't wear the socks, but I collect the socks and the shorts mm-hmm. and the bits and pieces. And one jersey that I was always curious about, but I'd never found much kind of uh, accurate literature, should we say, is the um, the rumored <laughs> uh, <laughs> the rumored navy kit. So the rumored third uh, kit for the World Cup. So what apparently was the story was that Ireland, We, as we know, play Saudi Arabia in the third group game. And both countries have green and white in their kits. So what, what the concern, I suppose, was that the Saudi away kit was very like both both Ireland kits because there was quite a bit of green in it. So the, the story goes that this Navy jersey was brought out for Ireland to wear in that third game. Now, as it transpired, I think the Saudis had an alternative kit themselves, an all-white kit, and they were able to wear that instead. But I remember Barry Rojak, I was, I was chatting to him about it because he could see me drooling over the jersey. And um, I remember thinking, geez, I don't know much about that. Now, since then, that story was uh, kind of quashed, which kind of ruined my, my hopes and dreams. And I nearly bought it that day, Paul. I very, very nearly bought it. The, the, the issue was I was a large at the time. I'm probably a triple XL now. And there was a, and, and there was only a medium. And I was like, oh, I said, I don't know. I said, because this is one I'd actually like to wear to games um, and obviously take care of. And I opted against it. And then about a month later, I was on Dundee trying to trying to get one. I remember being in Spain. There was one down in Wexford, and he basically had to have it to me by the time I was still in Spain. So I didn't get it anyway. But then I think it was about a year ago, um, I managed to track down the jersey in the UK. And, and thankfully, I'm the proud owner now. But it's it's the story behind the kits as well that that's... Uh, that can be a fascinating kind of adventure at KitCon, can't it? Because there's so many storytellers there and there's so many people with such great kit knowledge. 
Yeah, and that's everybody has a different uh, graph or different types of shirts and different reasons for liking them, uh, ranging from the aesthetic of it to the match it was played in to the player who wore it or the controversy surrounding it. <clears throat> I've always had a soft spot for the um, for the orange um, shirt, <clears throat> basically purely on on because it's fluorescent orange. That was the main reason. But when I kind of uh, heard more about the the INLA, INLA heist and the um, subsequent sort of fallout from that and then us having a Macedonia uh, wearing <laughs> it and uh, Roy Keane's Barnet wearing it is um, when you Disturbing. go to Google it online uh, the first picture that pops up is Roy Keane looking uh, even probably more menacing with that <laughs> hair, uh, than the shaved head uh so and then uh, i actually got to um sit down with aon or reardon there the other day uh, i'm making a series of uh, videos about um irish kick collectors and their collections uh first one is due to be released today so uh, check that out uh, on youtube as well kickbox collections uh i have five of them done so far so i'm going to release them over the next couple of days just to get wet people's appetite on uh what they might expect or if uh, the lay person isn't quite sure of what types of kit collections are out there uh, uh, to, to check them out so people in their own environments talking about their own kit collections and i got some really really beautiful content uh, where people uh, get very animated and very passionate but aeon actually has keith o'neill's actual shirt from that game so right. to see the macedonia shirt in its match issue match worn glory uh and to see it up close was uh really 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 special for me and i kind of uh re reawoke all those memories about it yeah so any irish football fans from that vintage uh, if you want ptsd do check out that jersey okay do check out that jersey so <laughs> it's some of the bad memories as well even a random one but i remember seeing like the spanish jersey from 2002 and being like oh jesus that's uh that's the team that knocks us out. So, so some fascinating collectors. Any speakers this year, Paul? Because we were blessed with some really, really good speakers last year. One that I particularly enjoyed, and and it's important we give them a shout out because they are uh, our host recommended podcast on Spotify, and that's the boys we've seen. Um, what speakers have we got lined up this year, Paul? Well, if the boys we've seen are uh, watching this, um. They have chosen to attend a stag instead of Cubs. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know what, where their priorities lying, uh, but that's the end of the support from, from me anyway. Uh, you can consider them dead to me. And um, Well, look, they're, 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 the second, they're, the, they're the second best Irish football podcast in the country. So, I mean, it's, 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 so it's, I said, it, would you not troll the lads through? And, then, you know, we could have uh, yeah, a little uh, whatever. Well, so no, unfortunately, they're not going to be there. And with the sort of layout of the room and stuff like that, we've um, decided against having speakers this year. Uh, we are going to have a panel discussion at the end of the day where um, some of the leading kind of lights and the, the, the experts from um, from the from the kit space are, are, are going to sit down and talk about all the hot topics um, at the moment. Uh, and then before that, uh, we're hoping to have um, Aon and Gary are going to record the latest version of their uh, podcast, each game on its merits. And um, that is a new podcast that's detailing every single Ireland football match 
in its entirety from 1924 onwards. They started with the uh, friendly against Glasgow Celtic. That was a fundraiser for the Olympics. And uh, they're up to their fifth or sixth uh, edition now. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to um, have a live recording uh, of that uh, towards the end of the day, sort of maybe five o'clock and then the panel discussion after that uh, to wrap up the day. Uh, so there will be loads for the for the enthusiast uh, in that. Um, but the venue is that bit bigger. Uh, it wouldn't really, you know, have kind of worked with the speakers this year. So we hope to bring that feature back um, next year, though. Yeah. Having kind of seen a similar talk by by Gary and Aidan in Dundalk, it's it's nearly worth the price of admission alone. It's fantastic, you know, very very entertaining. Um, you know, Gary Gary might bring his Dunphy out. We'll we'll see we'll see, but it definitely adds to it, I think. But um, no, the speakers are great as well. I mean, obviously, it's it's a shame that they're. There won't be any this year, but I mean, it, it, it was it was great crack last year. I mean, I said, um, obviously the, the, well, the last boys are saying, yeah, better because you have some of the real heavyweights in the in the kit space, and uh, the ideas are quite their own opinions are quite contrasting. So it, yeah. it, it's to quite the spicy uh, conversation normally, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That should be a good element of it too, as well. Yeah, no, it was great, Craig. I, I actually emceed the the first one um, up in Dundalk. I can't let go of Dundalk, Paul. I just can't let go of Dundalk. But it was um, <laughs> it, it, people on Instagram. When are you bringing us back to Dundalk? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feeling feeling discriminated against now. But it was it was great, Craig. And as you said, the the contrasting views and actually the contrasting generational views as well. You know, and then uh, there there was a number of people there, and they were saying, "Well, I wasn't I wasn't born for this kit, but I can't stop wearing it to Ireland games and that kind of thing," which is brilliant, kind of similar to myself in a way. You know, I, I love I love the retro kits. I'm very critical of the modern world and very resentful of the modern world. So I think I think jerseys and kits they're definitely a step into the nostalgic aspect that I mentioned earlier and the step back into better times. Uh, what for you, Paul? I think I ask you this every year when you're on, but what for you? makes the perfect kit the perfect kit oh my goodness it's um it's like it's a recipe i guess yeah it has to take a number of different boxes for me you know the 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 perfect kit has to a work on design you know the aesthetics alone have to be standalone then the details and the manufacturing and the attention to detail and the manifestation of the designer's idea um you know give me a kappa pro combat you know something with a bit of extra stitching extra detail a little bit of um a little bit of love and care and attention gone into it you know little buttons or little special features um there's a new um technology now uh with the that Kappa brought in with Fiorentina last year and it has a, an electronic tag in the jersey that scans when you go on the pitch and then it uploads that data onto the blockchain. So it's a brand new way of, um, of verifying whether or not the, the kit was actually match-worn. There's no disputing it, you know. Yeah. Uh, little, little things like that I love are a little QR code that might bring you uh, to somewhere. Uh, and then, yeah, typically, yeah, if it has a little bit of character, a little bit of history, or a little, it's connected with, you know, success, or it's connected with a, a particular time of, um, or an era, or a player, um, all those really components need, need to come in together uh, 
to make the perfect kit or the best kits. But for me, you know, um, design, uh, design and good design and well implemented by so it, it, it's a duopoly really the designer you know can 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 do all the 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 heavy lifting and then you know uh the manufacturer or the club might uh you know have their own interpretation or a stupid sponsor that doesn't work you know can get thrown <laughs> onto it and that can ruin it for me but if like revolute people, sorry like revolute like revolute yeah 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 <laughs> well yeah we'll see we'll see how it how, how it actually looks you know on the kit but um yeah, a number of different components, and so so yeah, so you see it, you see it in the finished article. You know, uh, some te- some kits last the test of time because uh, the design is um, isn't isn't too uh, trendy or you know you know it, 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 the work has gone into it, and then how how it's actually manufactured. I was only speaking on another podcast there the other day about an area and uh, Providence City and the range of kits that they have, um, but. The smaller manufacturers are making really, really high quality kits now at the moment. And uh, you want a kit to last. You want the details to be in there. And that's, uh, yeah, that's almost just as important. But if the two of those worlds collide, then, yeah, you have any number of um, masterpieces. And my favorite kit changes all the time. I yeah, because I, I was going to say, because anyone listening back on the audio, um, Paul is wearing the Ireland 1992. It is 92, isn't it? The Opal jersey. 93, beautiful, beautiful. 93, yeah. Beautiful, beautiful jersey. So I was going to ask, is that your favorite? But your your um, your your jersey fluid, jersey fluid, kit fluid. fluid yeah, I, uh, uh, I change my mind every day. And then, uh, you know, I'm adding to the collection or selling it all the time as well. So new beauties come in and uh, yeah, I get swayed. I get distracted. <laughs> and I suppose a very important question for you, Paul, as well. So uh, as we know, the Green Machine has rebranded into Lansdowne Roar. We had a number of uh, Green Machine jerseys. We have a couple left, actually. I must um, get on to Martin about uh, maybe shifting them. And and they sold quite well. Quite plain. Uh, but if we were to have a Lansdowne Roar jersey, Paul, what should it be like? Like what, what components, what formula needs to go into it? Well, number one, you should have it made by Icarus. Lovely gear, by the way. They also featured in Dundalk. <laughs> uh, no, they weren't in Dundalk. They were there last oh. year. And uh, unfortunately, they're not going to be able to make it this year. But Lovely kits. Lovely kits. Potentially a spin-off um, roadshow that we're looking to implement. Uh, so if anyone uh, can't make it to kick on and they're stuck at different places around the country, uh, we are potentially looking at doing some provincial sort of roadshows um, over the next few months and bringing it to Munster, Connacht and Ulster and um, tying that in uh, with a football, five-side football tournament and uh, hoping to get Icarus on board for that as well. Uh, so if you enter the competition, you get a custom designed um, kit to represent. And then that will feed into KickCon 25 where we'll have uh, the KickCon Cup final uh, to see who is the greatest five-side team in the land and um maybe Lansdowne roar could be the new brisbane roar or what was the name of that soccer team that has yeah, roar? Br- brisbane roar that's the one yeah we'll have to well, yeah brisbane roar we'll, ha- we'll have to enter a team but but yeah the icarus so stuff make I mean, a, check... of, uh, a similar to brisbane roar but obviously yeah the, the color uh palette to to the Lansdowne roar logo and um 
yeah, leave it in the hands of the Icarus designers. Uh, they're 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 lovely jerseys, aren't they? Like I I follow them on Instagram, and they're they're just lovely, lovely kits. They're very very unique. So so do do check them out on Instagram anyway, because that's where you'll get a good bulk of their 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 gear. And they do a lot of kind of obscure teams, kind of lower division teams, and uh, and that kind of thing. But the you know work of art, work of art, as I said, Paul. Before we let you go, how can we get to KitCon on Saturday? How how can we buy tickets? How can we get there? Fire away. Yeah, well, as I said, we're running it in conjunction with the Dublin Card Show. So you can check out uh, DublinCardShow.com um, or you can check out KickConEra.com. Uh, you can follow uh, at Dublin Card Show on Instagram or at KickConEra on Instagram, Twitter or um, Facebook. Uh, tickets are available on all those links or on the website. There may be a few, depending on how ticket sales go over the next few days, uh, there may be a few uh, on the door, but we are kind of restricted and uh, ticket sales have outstripped all expectation at the moment. So if you are interested in coming, uh, secure your tickets. Uh, they're only a tenner or 20 euro for a family pass anyway. So, um, and there's a, a goodie bag uh, uh, as part of that when you go in as well. So yeah, you, you're already quids in anyway. You're already making money. <laughs> uh, there'll be loads and loads of uh, kit vendors, uh, football shirts.ie, onside jerseys, um, kit launch not here, football kit box will be here uh, this year. And um, there will be um, sneakers, uh, there'll be cards, there'll be collectibles, there'll be bucket hats, there'll be programs, whatever you are coming uh, to check out, there'll be something for everybody from age five to 105. Uh, you can have a browse, you can treat it like a museum, or you can treat it like a shopping mall, and um, guaranteed, absolutely guaranteed, brilliant day out for the whole family. As I said, from, from from experience over the last few years, it's been brilliant, and um, and I'm hoping to get there on Saturday. I really am. I'm bound with other life bits and pieces, but um, but I, but I uh, currently I am excited to be going. And as I said, I couldn't recommend a hire for anyone, any any kids there, any football fan, any sport fan by the sounds of it, because it's ex- expanded so much. Do get down to KickCon era 2024 this Saturday in the convention center. Paul, as always, an absolute pleasure, and we look forward to seeing you there. Thank you so much for having me and we'll see all you guys on Saturday at the convention center.